Hi, good afternoon, good evening, welcome to the latest episode of the MagicCast podcast. I'm your host, Scott Munro. Um, I hope everyone is enjoying their summer and enjoy, uh, enjoying Euro 2020. We've got a, a wonderful final coming up on Sunday before with uh, England and Italy. Um, it could be coming home or it could be going to Rome. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, with me today, I've uh, got uh, my co-pilot, Sam. How are you? Hey, Scott, how are you? I'm I think a- it's going to Rome. I think it's going to Rome, man. <laughs> to answer your question, number one. And number two, good to talk to you. It's been a little while. How's your summer going? Yeah, it's been going good. Well, uh, with my surname, I'm Scottish, and we got knocked out of the Euros quite early. But we did draw against England. And you're damn right, I did celebrate that point against England. It was good. Um, but yeah, apart from that, Summer, um, as we were talking pre-pod uh, with our guest, uh, I'm a Swindon fan. We're going through some turmoil at the moment. But Roma is looking okay. Uh, looking forward to what's going to happen with the new season with Jose Mourinho, as his unveiling was yesterday. But we've got a guest today, hailing from uh, from Rome. It's Valerio Treccio. How are you, Valerio? Hi guys, hi. Very fine. Here in Rome, it's very hot and uh, it's even hotter because of Mourinho, because of the final. So <laughs> a lot of topics, a lot of uh, a lot of people speaking about football in, on, on these days. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Um, we just wanted to t- talk about yourself really and how like how you got into the, the journalism that you're telling us you're uh, off air you're freelance and we've also see, seen not seen your face but you've done some stuff with copper 90 just wanted to to talk about yourself for a little bit yeah of course i i used to work for il romanista newspaper that is the is the only newspaper dedicated to to football club in the world still uh, this this pride of uh of Roma and uh, and I worked there. Uh, I used to manage the the digital area, so I used to coordinate the website, the social media. And at the end of ni- uh, 2019, I changed and I started. I went on my own. So now I mainly deal with uh, digital strategy for companies and public administrations. And in the free time, like, like uh, just to I mean to enjoy. I mean it's a work, but. I really enjoy it. I am working as a freelance journalist, especially as a content creator. So I made uh, this year I made two documentaries for Copa 90, uh, the the English media company that uh, produces uh, videos, especially on the on the world of uh, football fans. So one was about Ternana and the the incredible season they had uh, coming to Serie C to Serie B. And uh, one was ab- about Venezia. Uh, they are, in, they will be in the next Serie A. And uh, I went there with Martino Simcic, that is a, a friend of mine that works uh, for Copa. And now we are working on other projects. And uh, yes, I try to, I try to, to don't stop uh, writing and doing things about football because uh, it's really, it's really my passion. And of course, I. I usually also do projects about about Roma. I'm still collaborating with Il Romanista sometimes, so so it's, it's this, and I'm very happy to to speak with to to Roma fans, to Roma fans that are abroad. That's not a problem. We uh, we uh, 
We're a fine bunch from uh, across the world, aren't we, Sam? You got someone here from the UK yeah. and someone here in the US. There's, um, Italian football is quite. But it'll be so it'll be so interesting, uh, Scott, because we can actually get the point of view from a Roman living yes. in Rome. Yeah, you know, living from, in Rome. Because from a lot of a lot of people, maybe a lot of a lot of people who listen to have have the chance to actually be in Rome, and they're Roma fans. So they probably don't really understand everything that goes on. And I have a question um, for Valerio later on the Mourinho conference. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a great insight from from the Roman point of view, right? Yeah, if you want to to know how we are living in Rome this period, I told you it's it's really a particular period because you know uh, we come from a very poor season and. Uh, from that day in May, the day of the totally unexpected news about Mourinho, <laughs> the day that everyone checked checked three or four times the As Roma social media accounts because because it looked like a, a joke, a fake news, but it was real. So from that day until yesterday, it has been a really, really uh, enthusiastic uh, waiting for Mourinho and. Uh, and I think yesterday, all the Roma fans were very, very, very satisfied by his words. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't 100% the Mourinho we remember. It was a more calm Mourinho, maybe more mature Mourinho. But sometimes he he showed some 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 aspects of his character that, of course, are still the same. So I loved when he said. Uh, I don't want to generate wars, but if someone on the exterior does that, I'm ready to fight for my for my team, for my players. And uh, I mean, it, it's, it's it's like a a bit of a of a menace, you know. And, but uh, it's a pressure absorb, absorber, right? He absorbs yeah. the pressure. Yeah, and I think uh, we have seen also about how he responded to the. I will answer to the question about Jeko. He said, I'm not going to tell you what happens in my club. So he, it's not only about him, I think. It's, he, he showed that he wants to change a mentality. If you remember, Spalletti used to say that there was a, a little mouse in Trigoria that used to give the news on the outside. And uh, so I think Mourinho is going to fight for also to, for having a kind of bubble in Trigoria where he can work protected and everyone fighting for the same aim. But maybe it's I not think too... the Friedkins are, are, are helping with that too, right? Yeah, yeah. They I, I think the way they are communi- they communicating yeah. the way the way they are communi- communicating or, or better not communicating uh, explicitly uh, is I mean is very coherent on how Mourinho behaves, and also on how uh, Thiago Pinto behaves, because it's all people that don't like too much uh, to be to to speak with journalists, to give news, to to make um, conduct media wars. You know, they they like to speak with facts, and Mourinho, of course, uh, is a. Uh, is a master of communication. Is he, when when he speaks. I mean, maybe he's the. He's not. He's not anymore the best football coach in the world. But but for sure is the best communicator in the football world. 
So this is very useful in Rome, I think, because Rome is a city where communication, not only in football, also in politics, for example, sometimes is we are lacking so much uh, good communication, a clear communication, and uh, and so <laughs> I can't wait the the season starts. <laughs> How was, like you said beforehand, how were you feeling when we all got that news in May? Because I was thinking the same. This has got to be a joke. Because I, yeah, no, I, yeah. I had to double check a few times. And uh, uh, we did a pod about it, like, what was it, Sam? Maybe a few days after the news. And I thought it was a joke. I remember the Antonio Conte video when someone was asking him, I think, was it I... the, the media guy at Inter Milan was asking uh, and said it was got to be a joke. But... Yeah, that. I, I thought the account got hacked. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the freaking free couldn't find a better security wall. I really thought it was hacked. Well, yeah, Ryber right, right broke the internet, didn't they? They broke Twitter, not for the first time in in, yeah. in a good few years. I just wanted. How, how did you feel about it? When I when I received a screenshot with the with the Mourinho news, the first thing I did, I went on on the tweet as Roma Twitter. And when I say the tweet, I didn't say I didn't think uh, okay, we it's true. I, I for a few seconds or minutes I, t- I thought that like okay no there is something strange maybe they had the, uh, as Roma account maybe some Lazio fan is a joke. <laughs> but after when I went also on the website and the news was also on the website and was also on Facebook and was also on Instagram I said okay. <laughs> this is something really huge, and uh, I don't know. I, I I don't want to to say something too ma too 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 big, but I think this is something that could change uh, Roma history. I'm not speaking about trophies because you know you can have a wonderful team, wonderful coach, and don't win because football is not football there is not so much justice on good teams and bad teams you know the worst team can win and the best team can lose but uh, I think this can change uh, the Roma mentality like the the arrival of Falcao in in the 80s did I mean I, I wasn't I wasn't here but my father and his generation everyone says that when Falcao arrived he wasn't only a, a, a great player uh, it, it it was uh, someone that changed the mentality and started to say we are big, we have to win because we are a winning team and winning is important, it's not true that only passion only love, only our attachment to the to the club is important, that's it's a, that is our pride but we are we also want to win I think this Mourinho can change the mentality and maybe change it also for the years after this period here, maybe he's gonna stay two, three years. Okay, I think that his improvements can can last longer than his adventure mm. here. Just just remember the last what happened when the last time he was in Italy. So it was eleven, yeah, it was eleven years ago. He won the treble with Inter. Um, just yeah. wanted, to, well, just want to talk about yourself, Valerio. He, he stole my dreams when I was, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I, how I, many? T- I, am, I, be, I, I was born in 1992, okay. so so you know I, it was my adolescence. So <laughs> I was a really, a really a strong Roma fan. I used I I, I am a season ticket holder ah, yeah. in, in Curva Sud uh, since 2008. Wow. So so you know Mourinho was my 
worst worst enemy bigger <laughs> yeah. enemy when I was uh, when I was uh, uh, 16 18 wow so oh, that, now do I, he, he, he must give something back to me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually going to be my question, was like, how long have you been a Roma fan? As you said, you've been sitting in the curve of Sud since, what, 2008? Yeah, uh, because I'm, I'm a Roma fan for my father, so yeah. since I was born. But even if my father hadn't supported any team, I think I will have become a Roma supporter because my my whole life has been accompanied by by as Roma. I mean, my all my the majority of my friends, the the zones, the areas I frequent, the the feeling I have for the city of Rome, uh, is it, something very natural for me. And my first match at the stadium was a, a Roma Juventus in 1998. Uh, it was the uh, Zeman's Roma. Uh, Kamikaze football. Yeah, we won <laughs> 2-0 with goal from Paolo Sergio and Candela, oh, wow. and it was a very, very, a very warm match because very warm atmosphere because the um, Zeman uh, uh, in, the, in the days before said that this that famous fra- phrase about doping that ah, the Juve yeah. players were were doped so. It was crazy. I mean, I, w- I was six years old, and uh, and then ten years ten ten years later, I I I queued by by night in front of a Roma store here in Rome, and I got I got my first season ticket. I'm still a, I'm still a, a season ticket holder. Even I'll talk this year. We don't know if there is gonna be a um, a season ticket campaign. Oh, okay, because the, is it there going to be rules coming in? They don't know the stadium yeah. capacities. How, how, what the percentage? Yeah, it's yeah. normal. It's normal because was they that don't. During, was that during Espaletti 1.0 era? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, tickets? yes, yes. My, my, my first uh, season ticket is during Espaletti. The Spalletti era. Actually, that year's the Spalletti against Mourinho years are my, you know, my the, the years I remember with a lot of of, uh, of love, a bit of nostalgia because uh, uh, I, I used to live for S Roma every day at the school, you know, <laughs> going going to the school with with the shirt with the scarf. <laughs> uh, yeah, all the way from nice Florida, thing. I was a hardcore Roma fan back then too, and that rivalry. I remember. We had a we had a six two win over there on, on a, was it a Copa yeah, or a yeah, Copa? Copa final. Uh, any any match that you remember going during the Spalletti 1.0 era uh, that was significant to you, Valerio? Excuse me, I didn't hear. Any but... match that you remember going during that era? Uh, or, or, or any match that you remember during during the I think the, the best one is, uh, but I wasn't there. It was uh, uh, Lione Roma with uh, Amantino Mancini. Oh, the, the uh, just, yeah, just doing that incredible. That was the away match, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, there, right. and this—that's the one I remember with more, <laughs> with more <laughs> good memories because, yeah. No, but the, you know, I've got a lot of good memories. For example, one uh, a very good one is when there was a Roma Sampdoria. That was uh, postponed for for uh, um, the, rain? the rain for the rain. Yeah. And uh, I remember my school 
was um and I don't know this is something that in Italy happens I don't know if it happens in your <laughs> in your countries but uh, schools uh, sometimes get uh, occupied like spotted by the students for protesting against you know our school reform or something so on that period I used to be there in the occupied school uh, for maybe three or four days and uh, so we went with my friends from the school to the stadium just get totally wet and come back to the school <laughs> totally wet with no football match so or maybe another another time i remember when uh, i don't remember which, which was the opponent but at the olympico it was full like half meter of, of snow and uh, and like all the fans started snowballing uh, and uh, and even someone started snowballing with police so oh, crazy scenes <laughs> <laughs> so like chucking snowballs at the police and maybe some other fans <laughs> starting snowball fights jeez that's quite fun that must have been a, a really entertaining era spalletti 1.0 was like until his final yeah. season where it went wrong in was it the opening two games of that season that when he was sacked after the juventus game and then ranieri took over yeah. that must have been some entertaining games to watch the football just that side with like Marco Vucinic um, Mancini Tadai Porota um, David Pizarro yeah Porota yeah, doing the, the late runs for midfield that was just some excellent run yeah, this to football is really, I think it's the best football Roma played in the last mm. 20 years yeah so. And it was famous. Absolutely. I mean, there was there was uh, Barcelona, and then there was as Roma as quality of football on that mm. years. I remember that. And really, as Roma was a little before, though I believe Barcelona exploded, right? Yeah. So Barcelona exploded was at oh eight oh nine under Pep, and then yeah, like Spalletti beforehand was doing like the four six zero with the strikers yeah, cool. formation with Totti yeah. transformed into the false number nine. Just imagine he yeah. was he was thirty. This was after like what was it before World Cup oh six because he, then he he broke his ankle in Feb- yeah in February and I just remember that it's just like whoa I've never seen that before and he transformed it but yeah those were good times um I was like what was the worst times was it under was it probably under Di Francesco did it would it go a bit awry then or was it under Ranieri and that 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 thing after Ranieri to 2013 where I will say oh, it we, we lost uh, in the derby the, 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 the worst year was the 2004 when four, the year yeah. of the the year of the four coaches four coaches yeah I remember yeah, that and that's, agreed agreed yeah, and that's the year uh, when Il Romanista was founded so, oh wow <laughs> yeah, 2004 yeah because it was founded on 2004 and then maybe not not so many people know know that, but Romanista in 2006 was the first newspaper in Italy to publish uh, some some documents about Calciopoli, about the Juventus scandal uh, that then exploded. But the, the first newspaper uh-huh. with, with some material, with some some documents to Stop, share yeah. was the Romanista. That's yeah. 15 years ago. Calciopoli's 15 years ago. That's awesome, wow. Because today is the anniversary of the 2006 World Cup win in Berlin. And if my memory serves me right, wasn't it a week or so after? Or it might have been just before the World Cup, Calciopoli exploded. 
I think I think it was before because before. I remember uh, I remember that I was disappointed because I, I I say I used to say I mean a lot of people used to say oh uh, we won the World Cup so we're gonna forgive this very quickly They're, they are gonna forgive Juventus very quickly they're gonna forget um, and and apply very very uh, light uh, um, uh, consequences. You know you said about the season 2004. That's actually my first ever season following Roma. Like that season. I picked, <laughs> picked the worst season to start following Roma. And I was hooked ever since. Because over here, um, we used to get football on Channel 4, Football Italia. And it was on free-to-air. And it, it was amazing. But then it got it went on to Eurosport. And uh, it's now on Premier Sports. And it's it's been all over the place. Yeah. But Uh, yeah, that was probably one of the worst seasons I probably picked. Uh, they, I know Roma finished eighth and got beaten in the Coppa Italia final by Inter. And uh, like the Champions League was awful because the the incident against was it Dynamo Kiev with the Andres Frisk with the with the yeah. the was it a lighter that was thrown at him? But yeah, that was probably the worst. Um, I wanted to ask you, Valerio, who was your favorite Roma players growing up? And when since you've been going as a fan, yeah. Well, for for who was born in the 90s like me, it's a very easy it's question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've lived I've lived uh, uh, 25 years of my life accompanied by by Francesco Totti. So it's. I think um, the question should be besides him, right? Because yeah, in fact. No, yeah, I, go on. Yeah, like, I, I, I was. To Besides him. Besides yeah, him, yeah, no, go, but, sorry. You no, know, I, I, I put on the same level my 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 love for for De Rossi. Of course, mm-hmm. not a not a, as a player. I mean, it's not a a technical passion. Of course, Totti was a greater footballer in football history. But the, I mean, I got this feeling common to many fans, especially here in Rome, who we we, we saw in Totti a sort of divinity. I mean, Totti is God, and De Rossi is not. It's not that God is one of us. No, it's, mm. it's a different way of being. He's a curva of, sur guy. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 some people say also that Totti, eh, De Rossi was more captain than Totti, and this maybe is true because Totti didn't have this role of. Um, I mean, when, when they used to play together, De Rossi used to have a role of a guide in the in the locker in the locking room, and Totti yeah, was, just, pitch, was just was just on the pitch is different. Right? Yeah, of yeah. course, because on right. the pitch. There is a there is a, a a technical level from Totti that is something incredible. So it was a very good couple, and and yes, I uh, of course I'm I am marked by Totti and by and by De Rossi. However, I I often love to to read to learn about past players, and so I cannot cannot fail to to mention like like captains like uh, Agostino Di Bartolomei. Or, or even early in the 60s, uh, Giacomo Losi. There are players that built the the Roman, the Romanista identity, I think, and the the as Roma values have been built, have been shown on the pitch by by these people. And so, even if I didn't leave their football, I I I, I want to mention them as well. Sam, you great shout. Sam also shares something like with with one of those players, don't you, Sam? Yeah, well, yeah, Agostino. Uh, you know, Valerio, I, I think I said that in this podcast before. I was born hours, really, I think four or five hours 
after we lost the final to Liverpool. I was born May 30th, 1984. And then, and then you know what happens, obviously, 10 years later, ten years Chicago, later. right? Uh, after after or before the and, final? After the final. We ah, okay. were in total depression mode. Okay. Yeah, go figure. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. That's me. You know, that's a terrible day. But anyways, um, that's yeah, why... Yeah, it's a terrible day, but I think we have also to, to be... Yeah, we have also to be proud of that day because we were there, you know, and and oh, absolutely. Yeah, we were in the final and uh, <laughs> we almost won it. So, uh, yeah, I, I I don't agree with. I mean, of course, it's a joke, but some people say, "Oh, that match has been, never been played." No, I I wasn't there, so maybe I'm not so shocked by that match. But I'm I'm, I'm proud to, I'm proud to 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 mention that we played a Champions League final. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, I, and in bringing it to modern times, I'm hopeful and very positive about what the free teams can do. I'm not saying they're going to bring it to a Champions League final, but I think we're going to see a, a more... I think all the signs are there that we're going to see a more competitive, more professional Roma. Right? Yeah, I, 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 what I really want is a line that you can see a line on the years. If you look at three, four years, you see a current... Uh, you see some something that has been built, a project, because Palotta's Roma, I'm speaking about just the the football area, the team uh, has been has changed too many times, too many too many players, too many uh, coaches, uh, too many director football directors, and I can't I cannot recognize a a, a project, you know, especially with the Monchi era. And uh, maybe before, yes, there was a more recognizable project. And uh, so I wish, I wish now for the team with Mourinho, with Thiago Pinto, with strong personalities, we we, we can recognize a project in two three years. And we so we we can see see maybe also players like, of course, Zaniolo, but also uh, Calafiori or uh, Darbo uh, staying in Rome. I mean, not speaking about Zaniolo, but uh, Calafiori or Darbo, I wish they, they don't leave Rome because I don't believe so much on the, don't rely so much on the loan. I think sometimes uh, it, it has worked, like for Lorenzo Pellegrini at Sassuolo, but 90% of the time the player doesn't play and uh, comes back uh, having wasted uh, six months or a year. So I prefer that maybe a player stays in Rome and plays sometimes, but that times it's a true match like when Darbo entered against Manchester United so I think I think they can they can have their opportunities and uh, we will see <laughs> what kind of calcio mercato they will do it's not gonna be a, a how can I say an incredible transfer market I think yeah, they, uh, Valerio, if we, we, before we go into Calcio Mercato, yeah, I don't know where you're going to take it next, uh, Scott. Uh, let me ask you a question. Yeah. And this is from the point of view, from what I was telling you earlier, from somebody that is outside of Rome. Because, yeah. you know, I, I run a Spanish podcast, Planeta Roma, in the Spanish yeah. side. And I had a lot of people ask me yesterday. Cuando, uh, cuando know, quieres, hablamos allí también. Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> wow. That's phenomenal. Claro que sí. Claro que sí. Wow. That was... Nice surprise, nice surprise, live surprise. Um, so there were a lot. There was a conversation yesterday. They were saying a lot. Why do a lot of uh, journalists in the, uh, during the press conference 
felt the need to say, oh, I'm Roman, before they ask the question. Oh, I'm Italian, but not Roman. Uh, Roman. Why do they feel the need to say that right before they ask the question? Can you put it into perspective a little bit for yeah, the fan of Yeah, that's a good point. I, I didn't realize. I, I realized on the other side so that a lot of them say, uh, say I'm not from Rome, no, like the first one, that that's on one. I think it's, it's something to maybe to try to say, oh, if I'm from Rome, I can understand better this environment. Or if I'm outside of Rome, I'm pure. I'm not into this uh, civil wars that uh, every year the, the Roman media um, hosts. But I, 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 I'm not really a fan of, you know... Uh, of the of what some people say that or think that you can understand and be a true Roma fan if you are from Rome. I I know a lot of people in Rome that maybe says that they are Roma fan, but then they don't really love uh, this club. And uh, and also I know people living in uh, in uh, Indonesia. Yeah, in other uh, crazy about the club, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's people that maybe live in some places where it's the only Roma fan, and mm. that's for me is very Romanista, you know. <laughs> maybe going to to a school in a in a, in, a, in Turin or of course abroad, and all the other children are not Roma fan, and you are the only one. That's very difficult to grow up like that, and so that people for me is very yes, Roma is <laughs> very Romanista. But uh, going back to the to your question, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe it's a Maybe it's a, also a, a way to say, "Look, I'm from here. I know how, I know how things go." I, I, you know, I, I I think that every journalist, or almost every journalist, when asking a question to Mourinho, is a bit scared because you never know uh, how he's going to take your question. So, of course, if you do, if you if you ask a question about uh, something that he doesn't like, like asking. Uh, something about the transfer market or in, internal locker room relations stuff, of course, is going to react badly. But even if you ask a plain question, you know, like, uh, uh, what are your feelings? You, you never know because it's Mourinho. So uh, uh, everyone try to to show that his question is, is, a, is a good question, is a honest question. And but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good we, point. You never we, know. We are, you are, take it yeah, no, you cannot. Or, you or cannot know. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can become famous, you know, because maybe you ask Mourinho, "How are you today?" And he's he, he and then he jumps on the table, you know, and the video goes on BBC uh, yeah. <laughs> on the world world, and you are there with the microphone watching Mourinho on the table, you know. So you, it's always, uh, it's always very. You have to be very careful because Mourinho can can make you very famous, you know, in one minute during a press conference for so the I, right or wrong reasons. Yeah, I see. So he's quite hot and cold, isn't he? I've seen him a few times when he was Manchester United uh, manager. He he stormed out of press conferences when doing the number three because he's he won the the league title three times. But yeah. I hope to see a calmer Mourinho, um, a more zen-like. But we never know what's going to happen because you don't know what side of the bed he's going to get up in the morning in Rome. <laughs> it, can, it could be. I think he's very aware that in Roma he cannot, for the moment. He cannot be 100% the exploding Mourinho. Yes, that, because if, if you do that, 
the Roma environment is gonna kill you. I yeah. mean, because there, there will there will be too much uh, enthusiasm, too much pressure, and but now we have to be very calm, let him let him work because the team is not a a, a, a an instant team. No, it's not a team ready to win. I mean, maybe yeah, we can compete for Conference League or for or for Coppa Italia, but not for the National League. So uh, he has to to behave. A, a bit uh, more, more, more cal- calmly, more. How can I say? It, it, it's not a. It, it's not the situation where he can be 100% himself, and I think this is also a, a reason why he liked this project because it's a new challenge for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't think he. He. he, ne- he ne- I think he never found in a similar situation from the Inter years. Till today, so he was yeah. always more in a. But sometimes we have win, seen right? yesterday the real Mourinho, of course. No, when uh, when he, <laughs> he 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 went to to remove that panel. Yeah, the lighting. Was, yeah, the the yeah, well, <laughs> or when he said, "Oh, I'm going to to train, I'm going to the training," or when also when he he said that uh, i mean he, he didn't mention but he spoke almost explicitly about uh, the sunnings inter and uh, antonio conte and uh, so that w- w- i think he Mourinho to to work has to have some enemies i mean it, it, it's not a nice thing to say but his character works if he can unite all the environment against Himself. a team, a yeah. power, uh, you know, again, and and this I think would work if it can, because I, you know, the the most uh, this may be something that I can say as a Roman, maybe outside is not uh, is not um, felt so much, but I think on social media you can feel it. And uh, is that Roma, as Roma fan base, especially in Rome, is very divided, is too divided. And this is really, I mean, this makes me suffer and makes suffer a lot of people because you, you, in the last years, I've never f- felt that we are all as the same family, we are all fighting for the same uh, uh, aim. Uh, I just f- felt this sensation of being united. Three nights in the last years, the Roma Barcelona and before the Totti, the Totti last match and the De Rossi last match. Only three nights I felt that everyone was feeling the same thing, the same sensation. All the other nights, even if when you win, there is someone that that doesn't like that player, that uh, uh, that uh, do- doesn't cheer that player because it's against Jack or it's against. Uh, uh, the coach is against the president, you know. So uh, the, the the thing I wish most is that Mourinho will uh, uh, make uh, uh, us, make the as Roma fans a family again, uh, uh, make uh, all the fans feel together against uh, to, all together against the, the 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 competitors, the enemies, so against the other clubs, and uh, and so I think this is he has the power to do that because he's very. His uh, character is is perfect to do that. He he has to. He already said yesterday that he wants to to protect the players, to protect the club. 
he's, he, he, I think he wants to be like an umbrella on uh, on as Roma squad and uh, like taking all the criticism if there will be some criticism he on him and protect the players, protect the club, and then inside the wall of Trigoria <laughs> being very very <laughs> strong with them. I've I've got two questions because I will jump to the transfer Mercato. How do you think? this transfer Mercato will go for Roma? Do you just see it, just a couple of players coming in? Like we've seen the reported for Rui Patricio from Wolves, Granit Xhaka from Arsenal. Um, yeah. I think he said he wanted a left back to replace Spinazzola because sadly yeah. Spinazzola tore his Achilles in the Belgium game. And I think he's yeah. going to be out for six months. Do you think it's going to be just a couple of players coming in? And also, do you see quite a lot of players going out because of the the eight players that have been chopped from the preseason squad? So first of all, I think that the best signing will be Zaniolo. Yeah, of know, course, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know, I know, it's it's quite uh, uh, banal, but uh, I really want to see this guy with Mourinho. Mm. And um, and uh, uh, yes, uh, of course, there there is some. There are some cl- clear holes in the in the squad. Uh, the the left uh, back uh, it was <laughs> explicitly explicitly said by Mourinho yesterday, and uh, I don't know maybe they are also thinking on alone because uh, Spinazzola is gonna come back. But you know, I love Spinazzola, but you never know how can a player come back after mm-hmm. such an injury and after all the injuries he had in his career. So. Uh, it's very an open situation, and I hope that Calafiori can be reliable as a also in a starting eleven for for a lot of matches. I I really wish that. And yeah, yeah, the, I I I know of course that they are they are trying to close for for Rui Patricio, and uh, and the, uh, as you as you say, the, maybe the best, the most important. Uh, task is to uh, is to give players away. Is to there, we we are we've got a really heavy um, how can I say heavy part of the as Roma wages is for players that don't play, hmm. and this is crazy. I mean, if you think of on Pastore, on Zonzi, on uh, Fazio, so yeah, I I can understand Mourinho that cut all these players uh, because when you start a new a new a new adventure in a new club you you can do something strong like this and say no they're not gonna play with me so they maybe also they in their minds something's gonna change they're gonna understand that no there there won't be any possibility because maybe last year some of them stayed because of course they they earn good money because they don't have any club that give, gives them the same money, but also because they sometimes they can wish to play. And doing this is like a clear message to them, like start looking for a club. Mm. Of course, the surprising, the most surprising one is Pedro. But for what I know, Pedro is a is a common choice between the club and him. I mean, I think Pedro could also have stayed and give something to to Roma because I remember at the start of the last season, I was really happy with with Pedro's performance performance, and then after he he started getting worse, and so maybe in a good 
in a good uh, physical shape, he could also he could uh, could play well for Roma. But maybe you know it's a common choice because he wants some some place where where he can play for sure in the starting eleven. And in Rome, this is not is not sure. Yeah, we, we we me and Sam have talked about Pedro in the past, haven't we, Sam? Where he started really really well and then he yeah. he, he dropped off. And I was thinking, is that Mourinho just stamping his authority, just saying, no, I don't want you no more, thank you very much, you can probably find a club back in Spain or come back to the UK. Um, as you said, you you thought it was a bit of a shock. Um, How did you feel about Justin Cliver being on that list as well? Uh, That's that's not surprising for Mm. me because, you know, I think we are... There, I, I'm not saying that this player, all these players, are bad. Oh yeah, of but, course, yeah. What I'm sure is that these players cannot do well in Rome anymore mm-hmm. because they are maybe sick of Rome, and a lot of fans are sick of them. I don't know if "sick" in English is a too strong word for this. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, but you know, you understand the concept. Oh, yeah, so, of but, course. Yeah. Uh, uh, so maybe only it happened. Once with Karsdorp that uh, started with Roma, uh, very bad. Then went final, left, and then come back and yeah. uh, and it's a reliable player. But normally, uh, I think that some players, but even players that don't do so bad here, but maybe they are not totally appreciated by the fans, like Florenzi, for example. Mm. And then he goes to Paris and plays regularly and uh, arrives where he arrives in the Champions League. So. It's just because I believe, I really strongly believe that football, in football, the mind, how you feel is so, so important. It's important just the same of the of the, of the the body shape, you know, of the body possibilities. And so I think it's, it's also a question of, of, uh, of mind. And so I think Clivert also has done his... His period here is finished, and mm. also he he never I think he never showed uh, this this uh, belonging, no, with the father always saying uh, that he should go to Barcelona. Yeah. Um, I never I, I've never seen this belonging. Like Cristante, for example, has been criticized a lot in the past, but I have always seen that he he was feeling uh, Roma. He was feeling uh, one of the I I can I, I could see that he wanted to to stay you know from his behavior also. I think you can see that in the match against Belgium when he was with Spinazzola when yeah. Spinazzola went down you could see Cristante was with him. Um, I wanted to ask about one final player and um, who's I think he has come back to Rome and we just actually spoke about it. it's Florenzi do you feel that he has a future at Roma now because didn't PSG did not take the option yeah I mean I I will keep him because I think mm. that he, he's the kind of player that uh, Mourinho can like but but maybe for for being a um uh, uh, a lateral player, a back is mm. is a bit uh, too. I, I mean, his physical is not the the physical of a Mourinho uh, back. I mean, 
I remember, if you remember Mycon, for example. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so, but I don't think is that's the reason if it's not, it, it doesn't stay, but maybe, maybe it just, you know, it just felt very well this year, and I can understand him because mm. Rome is a very difficult city to, to be a Roman player. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you remember De Rossi's face when he, he left football. Of, of of course, De Rossi loves Roma with all his art, but I I could see that day that he was like relaxing, you know, and because the Roma environment really really destroys your 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 life, your 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 sanity. Yeah, as you yeah, say, exactly. it's a, a toxic yeah, at- yeah, atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I can also I can understand if Florenzi say, look, I want to be a normal football player mm. because I, I I will never be the you know the new the new as uh, Roma Roman captain yeah. uh, with uh, never I will never be a legend of this club no because his story has been different. So I can understand if he doesn't want to come back and uh, prefer to be a a very good football player, uh, living a average football, uh, rich and calm life abroad, with no people coming <laughs> to your house and no people stopping you everywhere. Yeah. You know, Rome is very difficult. But from a technical perspective, I will keep it, him because I think it could be very useful because it's very he can play <laughs> on three different roles mm. on the pitch. So, so yeah, and but you know the big the biggest. The biggest uh, doubt is on on Jeco and uh, and uh, yeah when uh, when the Mourinho was announced I really one of my first thought was uh, okay Jeco is gonna stay because I think that a, a coach like Mourinho wants Jeco and a player like Jeco wants Mourinho mm. because you know they, they are champions they they are they are, they've got the same winning mentality they. I, they they played in in, in uh, the UK. I, I can I, I can see that there could be a very good feeling. But yesterday, his answer about Jacko changed a bit my mind because he didn't say anything. So maybe maybe he's not sure that Jacko is gonna stay. But this is for me is not a tragedy. The problem is. Who, who, who you gonna who you gonna take to replace him? Yeah. yeah, This is a very very difficult. Realistically good the... enough that it's gonna be just as good as Seco, right? Yeah. I think we, me and you, Sam, we said Balotti, didn't we, on a podcast? What? Yeah, but, uh, five weeks ago. We also ago? know that uh, Cairo is not gonna make it easy. Yes. I don't think. And knows, I'm sure Valerian of his relationship with Rome is not that great, so he's never gonna make. Anything easy when it comes to Rome. Yeah. Uh, it really, it's really open, I think, and uh, it really depends on how much Thiago Pinto will have to spend. I mean, so it depends on how many players Roma can also sell. Mm. And uh, and also it depends on who... I mean, if Jaco finds a team, because... He's asking uh, uh, an important contract. I mean, the last contract, the last important contract in European football of his life, probably. So it's difficult. Uh, maybe I, I I remember that Milan was interested, but now Milan is taking Giroud. Yeah. So I 
think it's also difficult for Jacko to find a, a team that is ready to spend that money on him. And uh, and so maybe like all the other times Jacko was <laughs> was was with his luggage done like yeah. with the luggage at the airport on <laughs> so his way maybe, to London maybe yeah, well, maybe also this time he's gonna stay but I think Jacko with Mourinho I mean with another another coach with if Fonseca stayed or another coach I would I would have said that it's better for both if. If Jacko goes, can Jacko bounce back uh, next year if he ends up staying? Because uh, you know he didn't have the best of seasons last year, and he's not getting any younger. What do you uh, think? I don't know. I think Jacko. I think Jacko. The problem with Jacko is about his head, and uh, maybe he, he lacks a bit of. Um, uh, I don't know the word in English. Uh, not captivity. I mean, to, to rudeness of you know the, of the of the number nine that is very strong and Our killer instinct. Yeah, yeah, the killer, yeah. 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 You can see him. He's quite broody on the pitch. Can't yeah, he? he's quite moody. Yeah, I, I, I can. I can. I think he's a player that uh, is not has not that killer instinct, and uh, he he find his best. His best uh, form, his best shape when uh, when all the team plays well and when he's not demanded to be the scorer because he doesn't like too much to play in, in the in the in in the, in the small box. No, he, he likes to to be a an, a number ten also. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for example, the year with Salah was very good because Salah was helping, he was supporting him, and so there was there was this couple. And they were working as a couple and was very good. But when he, I mean, you cannot demand Jacko to be a Belotti or a Immobile or a Batistuta. So stay there, wait for the ball. And then when you got the ball, just score a goal. That's not Jacko. So with a team that, that works very good and with, with some, some, and if we find also a, a way to, to, to make some other players help him more, like for example the comeback of Zaniolo, I think he's got, he, he still can can give something to Roma. I I love Jacko. I, I really I love Jacko. I think he he one of the best player of Roma of as uh, Roma history. So I I don't think he's finished. I think it's just he has to find new motivations because yeah the, the motivation is not his best uh, the best skill mm. and uh, and Mourinho can give motivation to everyone so of course also to Jacko. I'm with you on Jacko. he does get some very very harsh criticism he's been at the club what six six summers now six seasons and I'm not gonna like he gets probably one of the worst stick on social media from fellow AS Roma fans and there's it's quite disheartening the guy is just I think he's scored tons and tons of goals for Roma and is like in the past and like scored so many crucial goals for the club. I just remember the Champions League run in seventeen eighteen. He was scoring goals like the double in Chelsea and scored in the Barcelona game. And then he, if he misses one from two yards out, he gets harshly criticised and horrific criticism on social media. Um, on My biggest beef with him before we move on from Sheko is uh, yeah. how he handled the Fonseca situation. Before oh. that, I have no problem with that. Even when he wanted to go or he stay, you know, that's football. Well, you know, he had big numbers for Roma. Obviously, he's in big legend status already. His numbers proven and back him up. 
Uh, it's just how he handled the Fonseca situation. I think wasn't the best. Was a little bit of a problem for me. But I think, like Valerio said, his status in the club is undoubt. Uh, nobody can doubt his number, right? Yeah, I. I think Jaco is uh, really. I don't have a Jaco, a Jaco jersey, but the day he's gonna leave, I'm gonna go to the shop and buy one because <laughs> he, he deserves it. <laughs> Might cost you about yeah. 70, 80 euros. <laughs> yeah. It'd probably be worth it. Um, I just want to quickly. There was there's two two departures. Um, both Paulo Lopez and Cengizunda have gone to the lovely yeah. city of Marseille in France to work under. The crazy, crazy Sampoli coach, Jorge Sampoli. Um, do you think, for Valeria, do you think it was the wise choice for both of them to, to leave the club? Yeah, I think so, for the same reason I said about Clivert. I mean, I don't think they are bad players. I think they are players that have to find the right environment, and in, in Rome, is not anymore the right environment mm. for them. So I know this is it's bad to say because, you know, everyone should uh, be able to have a, a second chance and, uh, and and prove that is worth a place in, in the squad but uh, for sure it's better for them and it's better for Roma because Roma has got too many players and mm. pays too many millions of wage so no <laughs> no sadness when one of these not uh, more fundamental players go because uh, this is the most important part of our transfer market is not to buy but is to sell so, yeah. and this mo- a lot most of dif- millions were attached to Paul Lopez too yeah 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 and, and this is the most difficult part even because the, this is the last the worst year in the last like 10 years of transfer market because mm. clubs have no money no one wants to buy everyone wants a loan or you know uh, it's very difficult to buy players to, to sell players because no one has no club has money to buy they, all the clubs lost money from the coronavirus uh, crisis so it's not a, it's not an, it's not a, a simple situation for for Thiago and my opinion on Thiago's work is going to be not only uh, based on who he buys but also on who and how he sells mm. because of course it's easy to 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 give everyone on loan but the, the, the difficult part is to sell players, uh, I mean, sell them forever. And so we will see. He said that he's going to have a team, a squad, let's say, worthy of, of Mourinho by the end of the transfers market. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But what's the, what's the impression of Thiago Pinto in Rome, Valerio? Well, I can't say there is a common shared impression because you know it's no one knew him before, and now yeah, we we don't we don't know him very well, and I think there is a a calm optimism. I mean, people like him because the the Roma fans like when someone doesn't speak with the media. I mean, the Roman. Roma Roma fans love when, uh, as Roma, uh, announce a player or a coach without any news on the media because they say, okay, yes, you're working very well, you're not speaking with anyone, you're just speaking with facts. And and uh, the Thiago Pinto also style is to do that. And if you, of course, you 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 watch the Mourinho full interview, the 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 one in English, no, the one when on YouTube, yeah, yeah, uh, he said the one uh, I watched. 
he he said that the the club was very good and he was very surprised that he could arrive in Rome without any news before. And if you think that that's crazy, because you know you hiring Mourinho is not just a matter between the Friedkins and Mourinho. Maybe as Roma's got ten lawyers doing the contracts and Mourinho's got ten lawyers doing the contract, and then there are agents, there are you know. Uh, people working with them and there are wives of everyone you know <laughs> it, it, it's like 50 100 people knowing that so it's easy that something goes out and that's how normally news go out and uh, and so it was really surprising also for me as a journalist and uh, and I'm not sad at all that no no one discovered that news because before being a journalist I'm a Roma fan and I'm I'm also happy that this kind of news stay stay in the club because when when something goes out goes public before the the official announcement uh, it can uh, it can ruin uh, uh, it can ruin a, a relation between two parts that are speaking that are doing a contract you know it's it's better that they they can speak between them with no external uh, external influence Sam, do you have any uh, any further questions? No, I mean I agree with yeah. uh, everything he said. You know, I mean to summarize everything and to talk calcio mercato this point of, 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 on the summer, I think it's more players have to go before players can come in, right? I Agreed. think that's where we are still. Yeah, it's gonna be refunded, Roma. I mean, on, on a great part, but I I don't expect a huge name. I don't expect a Cavani. I mean, I'm happy to be <laughs> to be to be uh, disappointed on this, and uh, and we and proven gonna, wrong, right? Yeah, proven wrong. Yeah, but for the moment, I don't think so. I think they're gonna have to buy the right players, not mm-hmm. unknown players, not champions, but very good players for the good roles. Do you, do you expect um, Thiago Pinto to probably do some shopping in Portugal, uh, apart from like Rui Patricio? Do you think he could do some mar- some of the market of Portuguese players? Uh, I really don't know. No. Um, honestly, I, I don't know. Uh, I think, yeah, for sure he has got a, a good knowledge and good mm. relations also, because, you know, sometimes you... Sometimes now with the algorithm and companies that mm. do scouting, it's easy to find a player. The the important uh, important thing is that you have to you have to have a good relations with who owns that players or player or with his agent. And so maybe Thiago Pinto in Portugal has got very strong relations, and so he can use them to 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 take players to Roma at better conditions rather than if he does it in I don't know in France or in Spain so that's the mo- the reason that w- for why I, I could expect something like that but of course they are they are not focusing on Portugal only I only ask that because there was this ridiculous rumour when Portugal was still in the Euros that Roma were linked to Renato Sanchez uh, yeah, yeah those, uh, it's just a crazy rumour you say Cavani but <laughs> we can only yeah, dream but- you know the my colleagues have to to 
fill the pages every day. Of course, so. yeah. <laughs> so. As you know, as as like as you lived in the UK, it's it's like that constantly where you see yeah, players yeah. linked with clubs, and you get it on Sky Sports News. You probably get it in Sky Italia on Sky Sports in Italia with with, with players like that. Um, do you, I want? It's probably a stupid question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you have a prediction for the up and coming season? I know it's way, way too early. <laughs> my, it's not a prediction, but my, I mean, my perfect season will be Roma winning a, a cup, the Conference League or the Coppa Italia, and I mean, we can do it. It's not, it's not, it's not even. It's difficult, but it's not at all impossible. It's mm. our level. And uh, and to qualify for the Champions League. Uh, as long I, as we don't get Spezia. Oh God, yeah. don't please <laughs> yeah, don't. I, I, you know, I rely I rely more on the Conference League than on the Coppa Italia because in the Coppa Italia you can find you know a good team at quarter final and then a very strong team in semi final, a very strong mm. team maybe Juventus in final. You know, in, in, but in, in Conference League there's Tottenham, but all the other teams are. It's under our lever. Yeah. Under our lever. So I, I, it's it's long and is and because it, it, you play maybe in in Russia in January, you know, and so <laughs> it, there is difficult away matches, difficult conditions. But if you if you you have to be brave and use the the, the good players on on that matches. I don't know how Mourinho will will do this. For sure, he's gonna do uh, some turnover, but I think the mentality of Mourinho is starting uh, winning something and uh, showing from the first year that uh, something has changed. What, what's your opinion on the Conference League? Because a lot of fans abroad were split on it. They were like, "All right, we're on it. Let's play it." Other ones were like, "It's a waste of time. People, I mean, players can get injured." What's What's your stance on it? Look, I'm a Roma fan, so I'm used to to be in the Champions League or in the Europa League. But I think that it's 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 right that the fans of the medium level teams could dream on a, a European competition. So I agree on the the that 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 the UEFA need needed a third competition, but. I really, really don't like the format. It's too long, and uh, also I really strongly believe that uh, we are playing too much. Mm. Football is going uh, really crazy. We uh, all the, these injuries and is is becoming really a a, a deeply physical sport, and uh, and uh, players are becoming machines and uh, and uh, for example, Serie A with 20, 20 clubs. Is something really. Um, it's also a bad show because there are some teams that are not at the level of Serie A, and it's better to don't show to to the international uh, market, let's say. And uh, and also because at at certain point of the years there are too many teams that fight for nothing, so the the show is worse. And uh, I believe that that Serie A should be at for 16 teams or 18 teams. Quality over quantity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even because if you speak with anyone, you know, coaches, players, everyone says that they're playing too much, and uh, and this is making football uh, very worse. Uh, there are some football matches in Italy that at certain point of the year that are really, really a shame. Not worth you know? it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so, so I, I agree with the Conference League, but should be a bit uh, shorter, and especially we should play less. Completely agree on playing less. I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm 100% totally spot on with you, Valerio, about over the last, what, 13, 14 months, it's felt like two seasons being played in one since yeah. since we've come back after the when the like the pandemic last year, everything was condensed into six weeks where it was what, 12 games played in six weeks. So it was like every Serie A team last season was playing one, three times in seven days for six weeks. And it's, that was crazy. And then you had what a month off and then you were playing Serie A, Europa League, Champions League, Serie A, Europa League, Champions League for like three weeks. And we also, I mean, in the next, uh, in one year and a half, we are going to have a, a, yeah, a World Cup that is totally nonsense in, mm. in, 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 in the Christmas period. And, and, uh, yeah, I think football institution, FIFA, UEFA, I mean, I wasn't, uh, I was totally against the Super League, but, uh, I also really think that FIFA and UEFA should really be reorganized, rethinked and, uh, build a product uh, a show because in, mm. in the end football is also a show that is more is closer to the fan is close closer to his to his uh, audience to, to, to the fans because without fans the football doesn't exist and uh, and uh, and respond less to the to this uh, stupid uh, business uh, um, aimed to, to, to make money from everything because of course Serie A is 20 teams because uh, they have to make more money from it because every football match on TV is money but in the end after years and years of this your product uh, has got less value mm. than before because the, the football you show to the world is, is, a, is a worse football and then you lose you lose champions you lose Zaniolo maybe because you play too much we don't know if in a Serie A with 16 teams maybe one of or two or three of the big injuries of Roma, uh, maybe they they haven't uh, they wouldn't uh, uh, happen, you know. So, but I, I I'm not so. I mean I'm not so optimist on this because I don't see a I don't see this change of mind of UEFA and FIFA no. about how it will work. And of course, also Italian institutions. It's gonna get worse. I I do agree. I think. 18 teams. Oh, I, I imagine all three of us remember when Serie A was 18 teams yeah. back in the early 2000s. I'm probably the golden years. The gold. <laughs> I I remember when Premier League was. I think it was 22, 20, yeah. or 24 teams in the early 90s, and they shut it down to for 20. Even the football league. I watched the football league over here in the you UK. See what the championship is like over yeah. 20 teams. Uh, That's so, a lot, man. That's too yes, much. So there's 72 football league clubs. And it's three leagues of 24, and then you've got the Premier League, which is 20. And just remember, there's, there's a 46-game season in in the Football League, and plus you've got FA Cup, League Cup, and in the League One and League Two, there's another yeah. tournament. And and we were talking off air, and Valerio was like saying, I've been to a playoff final. That's probably like the 63rd or 64th game of the season. We were at the same playoff final six years ago. Um, but yeah, it's just mental. Football is, it's, it's too much and it's diluting the products and apologize. We've digressed massively about it. Um, 
Sam, have we got anything more to ask? I think we've been going for close to an hour and ten minutes. No, Valerio, thank you so much. Yeah. And, um, thank I you, guys. I didn't know you were a polyglot. I didn't know you were a polyglot. So <laughs> my, I'm my, let's have you on. my Spanish is better is better than my English because I I live one year. Out of here. Your English is your English is fantastic, uh, by the way. I, I live one year in Madrid, so uh, wow. that's your why. English, well, your English is phenomenal. Yeah. I, so, I don't think wow. so. Oh, no, I don't, your English <laughs> I don't, is amazing. I don't feel so confident. <laughs> your English is top notch. How, how long did you stay in London for? So I, I've lived in London six, six months on 2015. Uh, I used to work uh, in a pub and then I, and, th- and then I, there I started to support uh, Clapton FC uh, okay, in East yeah, London. Non-league, yeah, non-league football. Uh, yeah. yeah, and, uh, and, and then, and then uh, in uh, last year, I mean, in last September, I, I went there because my girlfriend was living in London and uh, I stayed other six months more or less. But uh, it, it wasn't this unbelievable, ex- unbelievable, unbelievable experience because uh, I, I was shut in <laughs> in my house uh, most of the time, or maybe <laughs> going to the park. But it was more or less always locked down. I was smart working from Italy for Italy, and so then in January when the pandemic was very very bad in London, mm. we decided to come back. Yeah, that's that's where it hit the worst, wasn't it? Here in the UK was. January time and I, I don't blame you for going back um, Valerio thank you very much for, for joining us on this Friday evening you've probably got something to do and uh, something to look forward to over the weekend with the, the Euro 2020 final um, where can we follow you on social media I got uh, I am on Twitter on Instagram Facebook wherever <laughs> I'm very <laughs> I'm very digital uh, it's my job I, I work with social media so I I put, I'll put your plots in the description yeah. when I edit the show. Absolutely. Yes, we, we normally just ask the socials at the end. And uh, you, you're doing amazing stuff with Copper 90. Some amazing yeah. stuff is coming out of the of the guys from over there. It's like a one. It's when you. I, I urge anyone to watch the Derby Days documentary, even the Atalanta, Atalanta pressure one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys of Copper really. I think it's one of the best. Uh, content uh, agencies of, of football in the world because they they really understand how to uh, only to, to tell not only the, the football players the, the the stuff that happened in the football pitch but they know how to to tell also the the the, the fan the, the mm. fan base world you know the fan the fandom world and this and this is uh, really difficult to do because it's difficult to be accepted by you know the the football, fans, the, the ultras yeah. groups, the ultras, the fans. Some, normally, they don't, uh, they don't um, trust medias. So there is a huge, uh, let's say, PR work, no, a huge relation building work after, uh, behind that videos. Because to be in, I don't know, in the partisan Belgrade uh, curve <laughs> with, uh, uh, with, with with a camera on. Yeah. It's very difficult. You 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 have to speak with them. You have to be accepted with them. You you they have to to, to trust you. You know. I remember the one that Eli did with for the Roma Lazio one, and he wasn't allowed to video outside either the Curva Nord or the Curva Sud. It was the derby, the nil nil derby in 2014. Yeah, well, th- yeah. Italian ultras have, have got a very very difficult relation with media. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's totally understandable. Um, Sam, where can we follow yourself and your Spanish-speaking podcast? 
Uh, Planeta Underline Roma, as always, Samuel Rubio 99. I'm, I'm not as active as you guys, obviously, but uh, I'm there. Um, thank you so much, uh, Scott Valerio. We'll definitely have you on the Spanish podcast. And, you know, the, the, the Spanish-speaking crew, it's a big bunch. It's a big bunch that shouldn't be forgotten, and it'll be great to have you on. And yeah, 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 I know, I know that there are, there are really, I know a lot of Roma fans in in uh, Latin America and Spain, so, yeah. 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 Our, our community has grown incredible in the last couple of years, I can't even believe it, so yeah, yeah it'll be great to have you. It's the same with the European, like, over here in the UK, there's loads of Roma fans on, on like, over here in the UK, excuse me i think over like scandia scandinavia and norway i know a couple of guys in norway and sweden and we've got imran who's uh who is the doctor and he's a uh, norwegian i think he does a norwegian speaking roma podcast also and uh he's also, also i think he's living he, he's in sweden at the moment isn't he sam sweden yeah yeah and yeah, um sweden. that we're we're everywhere aren't us roma fans <laughs> we, we get everywhere um Valerio, thank you very much again for joining yeah, us. Guys, you, 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 Forza Roma. Always Forza Roma and ciao. Ciao ragazzi. Ciao.